Hey Chica was created because I decided that I was tired of going to these amazing events, these amazing leadership programs, conventions that had like education for women like me and but no one looked like me there. It was, I went to so many conferences, MPI, all these industry things, and no one looked like me. And I felt like I was eating caviar, drinking wine. I was traveling and I never saw a sister there. Right. Mm -hmm. So when I came back from my awakening, I thought I I started to Google. I found this group out of LA that was doing something similar, but more for marketing. I asked the girl to come do it in Dallas. She said, no, we're not built like that. I went to LA, went to her conference. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do this in Dallas and I can invite you to come and, and I can support you or I'm going to create it. Hey, this is Damani Daniel, Chief Imaginator at the Event Nerd. And this is Byron Sanders, President and CEO of Big Thought. Welcome to Casually Creative, conversations about everyday creativity and nerdiness. What's going on, fam? This is your, I haven't said this in a while, but it's still true, favorite co-host, Jay Damani Daniel, coming at you live for me, but it'll be taped for you from Triple D, D-Town, Dallas, Texas, along with Byron Sanders, your actual favorite co-host, up in his piece, up in his piece, up in his piece, Uh, also coming to you from the Triple D. What's good? Dallas, come through. <laughs> that was it. We, that was, I, know, I, know, I was. I, I didn't. I didn't know if there was like if that was a pregnant pause. No, 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 no. Okay. All right, that, that was it. All right. Well, come there we through. go. Well, we, we're here, folks. We're here for another episode. We we are. I would say normally at the time that we would have recorded this, any other year, we would have been like, oh, we just got finished with election season. But no, we are right in the middle of election season. By the time this episode drops, we won't be. Hopefully, maybe, maybe, but here we are. It is a fun filled, crazy time right now in the United States of America. And because we like having fun on this show and we need to uh, not only distract from the insanity that's going on around us, but have really dope conversations. The guests that we have on the show today, y'all, like I can't even begin to explain the ridiculous level of excitement that exists right now because Veronica Torres V is just a badass bitch. And we are excited to have her on the podcast. Please welcome my friend, Lesso Byron's Veronica Torres. Hey. Oh my God! Can I start talking now? Or is it just still you guys no, going you on, and go on, on and on and on and on? Oh wow! She hey, shade. so <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you, it makes my heart feel so warm when I see my two brothers that I've known mm-hmm. from day one come hey. together and produce hey. something like this. It's such a. It's not even. I can tell you this is not even work. We can go on all night when we get together. And every time I see you guys and 
we come together in conversation. I feel like it's church. I feel like it's family. I feel like it's work. I feel like it's all the things uncensored, all the things that make all the feels, all the feels. So thank you guys for having me. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for, for joining us on this day. Uh, because people don't know, man. Damani, they don't know, bro. They don't know. They don't. They don't this, this one right here. This one right here. As right here. Say, this one. As the as as the youth say, she a real one. She a real one. That that is the urban colloquialism we use to describe Veronica Torres. So so let's just end this though. I mean, because we. <laughs> So we don't, so Byron and I don't spend the entire episode telling people how great you are. Let's dive in so they can experience it on their own. So let's back it up. V, we always like to start. Like, tell us your story and you can interpret that however you want. Tell us a little bit about you. She said, she did say, started from the bottom, now we here. Now we here. Yeah. Hey, yeah. yeah. Every time people ask me, like, what's your story? I'm like, man, that's a long story. Yeah. Um, But I can say... Right. So the story is, you know, I'm a girl raised in Texas, born and raised in Austin, moved to Dallas right out of college, got involved with my local people back in. This is how because I'm older than both of you, I'm sure. But got into (laughs) started working in Dallas like in 98, early on, before I was even 21. And. You know, I come from a hospitality tourism background. That's what my degree is in. But now I'm totally, you know, just an entrepreneur trying to do big things with me and my family and my community. So I went from working, you know, at several capacities in hotels and restaurants, meeting community people and finding a passion, how I met you guys through servant leadership. Mm-hmm. So I'm a mom. I have actually, I'm a, t- I, I have a long story, which is crazy, but I have a 28-year-old daughter who was my firstborn. I graduated high school, had a kid, and she went to college with me. I think she gets the best of me because I get to experience her life longer than Mm -hmm. others. But I also have a husband that is fucking amazing. And I don't know if I can use that word in this podcast, but (laughs) my husband and I, right. My husband and I live in Oak Cliff. We have a three, actually now a four and almost six year old that we're raising right now. So I have the most beautiful Afro Latina little girls that I'm bringing into this community with force. Let me tell y'all with force. Yes. And you know, we're trying to just live our best. Oh, and we have a Doberman. So can you hear me? Yes. We have a Doberman pincher. And I tell you, so I'm a dog mom. I live in Oak Cliff. We own our own businesses. We're in fitness and health self-care. I am the founder of this amazing movement called the Hey Chica movement that is taking off right now during the election time. It's our time, guys. It's our time. You're going to see more, I promise you. And you know, I'm just enjoying my best life. I I used to work for somebody and I work for myself, which is liberating on its own, you know? But let me tell you, I feel the most free, happy, excited about what's to come. I know that we have been working for this moment for my husband and I to build an empire for my children and my friends, mm-hmm. and we're trying to do it and have fun. So that's the short end of who I am and what I do. But first and mo- foremost, I'm your sister, and I love you guys, and I love to collaborate with people that I get to know and support and that's my core mission. Like, how can I help you? How can I support what you're doing? How can I 
level up, raise the bar, and keep us moving to the North Star. So that's me in all a nutshell, I guess. I like it. <laughs> you know, what's, what's, what's really interesting about that whole story um, is or, or, or how she quoted Sierra. Is that is that what's most interesting that she quoted? Did Sierra? I? No, you did. You did. What? You, you quoted a few, a few <laughs> level uh, up. rappers. Level up. Level up. Level up. That. Level up. Level up. Level up. You did. You did. That's my hood. Okay. Whatever it is, I meant it. So <laughs> that's right. You did. But it, because so one thing that people are going to know as they listen to this, Veronica is just she's she's VT from the block, right? Like she just she is so authentic. She is herself everywhere. I literally have never seen you be anybody other than Veronica in every room that we've ever been in That's together. Fair. That's fair. And it's in every every single room, everybody's like, <laughs> I love Veronica. Like that's, that's what true. ends up Aww. happening. I mean it. I it's mean a true it. story. Well, true let me story. tell you, except I don't know if you remember this, Byron, except my last workplace, you walked in my office, we shut the door, and we were like, Yeah. Oh my God. We've got to transform this city. Like you yeah. and I have these in Demania as well. So you know what? I felt like I don't know anything else but myself, right? Yeah. So if I'm consistent with that and I can feel that way with you guys, it's because y'all are my friends and family. I feel so secure and safe to be able to so show the side of myself that I feel is authentic because it's hard, hard work to be an imposter wherever you're at, right? Ooh. So it's True. easy. It's you guys make it it's easy for work. me to be myself. So talk to you say be easy to be yourself, but that yourself encompasses a lot, right? It's we 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 you kind of touched on it a little bit, but I want to dig in a little bit more to some of the things that you're doing. You say you and your husband are trying to build an empire, kind of focused around fitness, health, and that lifestyle. So what does that look like? Ade, one of the dopest brothers I know. What does that look like? What is this empire? What does it look like for him as an individual? What does it look like for you as an individual? And what does it look like for you all collectively? Damani, before she goes oh, yeah. into that, when she first told me Ade's name, is it did sound like all day. And I thought <laughs> that she was I was I was like, she's like, I was like, oh, okay, who's who's who, what's your husband's name? She's like, Ade. And I was like, Yeah. All yeah, day. Every day. All day. Her all day. day. Her every day. time. 24-7, sister. I hear you. And she's like And I say all night. <laughs> All day and all night. (laughs) (laughs) No, I use that joke because I have to tell you, this is something funny. So, I mean, obviously y'all know my husband's black, but not the rest of the people who listen to this. Right. So people may not know that, but my grandmother, the first time I took um, a day home to meet my family in Austin, my grandparents didn't speak English and they thought his name was all day. Like you said, so all day in Spanish means todo el día. Todo el día. So my grandmother would say, I viene Veronica con todo día. So here comes Veronica with all day. And she would say todo día in Spanish. And my everyone just started laughing because she thought it was all day. And then my aunt was, you know, you have those crazy aunts that on the side be talking sly and crazy. She said, yeah. yeah, and all night. Then my aunt was like, oh, yeah, and all night, you know. And I looked at her and I was laughing. That was some shade for my family, you know, taking yeah, in a yeah. black man. We've no one has ever brought a black man home in my family, so it was. I don't like, know what that's like at all in my in right. <laughs> so my aunt was like, "Oh, and, and all night, like trying to be funny." And I was like, "Yeah, and all night." So now I just say all day and all night. So yeah. all day is an all day thing, really. But yeah. let me tell you, when all day and I started. 
I didn't know. I was a yogi before Ade was a yogi. Ade was doing fitness before I, you know, when I was dating him. So it wasn't like I introduced anything or I, he introduced anything to me. We sort of just had that, that same common sort of interest in, in wellness. He took it a step further because Ade is extreme. Ade is certified in CrossFit. We have an MMA fighting gym in Fort Worth. Like Ade is like a gym guy, you know? Yeah. And I introduced yoga to him and that was his way of his outlet to relieve his trauma and stress and anxiety. So now yeah. he he travels around the country and teaches yoga to his trap yoga experiences around the trap in our mind and all this stuff. But Ade done. Mm. We kind of met here and Ade and I are like, holy cow, like he's taken in this whole community thing, especially with the voting that's going on. Yeah. We've decided that we are going to take basically our place in the community he's doing these bike rides for you know to bring attention to communities that are not being served with baby our local dj on k104 partnered with them and now he's going all over the country and doing these bike rides in the community showing the resource center bringing fitness through the bike rides so my husband is like in his own he's a beast right i don't Mm -hmm. i don't do anything every night i'm like how can i help you and and he does the same to me like he'll come to me he knows hey chica is important to me he knows that I'm teaching self-care, meditation. Mm-hmm. He'll come in. He's like, how can I help you tonight? You know, so we, that's our thing. We're just like, he knows when he needs to take the room and he knows when he needs to be Mr. You know, from behind the scenes. And I do the same thing. I'm like, how can I make you shine? Even I have to tell you, this is like the most special thing. Yeah. This man will pray over me every day in the morning before he leaves. And I just pray that I want the world to experience his love. I want mm-hmm. the world to experience his light. And I want the world to know his brilliance. And that's without jealous from my part. That's without me. If I saw him speaking to a woman, if I feel like he's sharing love and light, I want that for him. And I want people to experience him mm-hmm. and his true yeah. essence that way. And it's so powerful. It's liberating for me and for him. So he has capacity to grow and really do what he wants to do. And so do I, if that makes let, sense. Yo, you know? let, let me say, let me say, I, I was saying this um as we were getting ready for the show today and I was, <clears throat> I was joking, but also not joking. I was saying, you know, you and I day y'all are, y'all are goals. Y'all are relationship goals. It's true story. Um, they walk out looking fly all the time they too. Do. Like they got that deep relationship and then they step out of the house and I'm like, yeah. you know what? You know what? I mean this with all due respect, but <laughs> I'll do fuck respect. y'all. <laughs> Wait, what you say now? I said, I mean this with all due respect, but fuck y'all. But that's, how, but that's how you feel in the most positive way because when you look at them i was like man they look good like their whole family look good everybody out like it's <laughs> raining and flooding and they just they like i was like how did they they got like a little little like a floaty stop it going, don't you know, even they, they'll be in the middle of the apocalypse fly just as hell smiling fly it's true smiling suited and booted uh like uh, the Titanic's going on, but we got we got the violin going on the Titanic. We're about to go down, good. but it's feeling good. Looking good, everybody, the whole family goes. No, but the, but the thing the 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 thing that I that I do want to draw out, and I want to dive a little bit deeper into, is um, this is not a podcast about our day, right? But you just spent a good a good minute, a good chunk of your intro discussion talking about how 
um, how much you're you're impressed with him, not impressed with it, how much you love him, how much you are lifting him up, how much you are uh, investing in his life. And that's actually very consistent. This is one of the things I was talking about earlier. It's very consistent with you. Um, as much as you actually do take up a spotlight yourself and you're not trying, you don't do it like on purpose, but you, you definitely have a presence. You definitely fill up the room. Every time I've seen you do your thing, you're creating space for other people, whether mm-hmm. it's day, whether it's young Latinas, whether it's other people in the community, everything that you do, I, I, real talk, has been about creating a platform so other people get an opportunity to shine. What that is, where that come from, why you do that? <laughs> that you know, thank you for that. Thank you for noticing. And I feel like I have changed. Obviously, <clears throat> you guys know this. The, the the listeners may not know. It took me to die to myself, losing a child, to be awakened to purpose. Right? I don't wish that for anyone. Everyone might say, "Oh, I love their life. It's goals," but people don't want my my story. Right? They want the glory, not the story. That's right. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like I feel like that's what I can attribute to that. Once that happens to you, whatever your awakening is, you know, all of us have it: a death, a loss a layoff, whatever that is, when you can focus and say, what is my purpose? What is my plan? I've always been a giver. And you guys know that because y'all knew me before I even had kids with that day. So you, it's, it was something that was given to me as a kid from my grandparents. They were servant leaders. And I knew that I always wanted to bring everybody along because growing up, I would, my parents were you know, living La Vida Loca and I was getting, a, my parents would get evicted. So I had to go to like 13 elementary schools before I got to junior high. Wow. So I was always right. So I, so I peeled the layers back and say, how am I like this? Right. Cause it all attributes to your childhood. Right. So yeah. I had to make new friends wherever I went. Right. I had to make circles. I had to make community wherever I went at eight, nine, 10 years old. So when you become resilient and know that wherever you're at, you have to kind of make the best, meet yeah. the best, make friends, reassimilate, whatever it is. So I learned that early on. So in my adult, in my adult life, it was natural for me to walk into a room and take space and to hold space and to introduce you to you. That was my thing. That was my gift, right? To learn how to connect because I had to and not by because I wanted to. It was because it was a natural thing for me to go to a new school, make friends, act like, you know, I was cool, kind of sell myself. And now I'm like, oh, it's so natural. I can sit back and, you know, do the whatever I need to do to make it happen and just became a part of who I was. That's dope. That's dope. So Okay. So, so, so we take that, we package all of that up. You wrap that into (laughs) your, into your little, your little, your little career. Okay. (laughs) And you're doing all the dang things. You're doing the damn things, right? And then, and then you get, and then you get laid off. What that was? So, here's the crazy thing. So I worked for this organization for 16 years. Mm-hmm. So I, I go back when I tell you when this happened to me, losing the child. As soon as I got back into the office after maternity leave and all that stuff. And I share this openly. It's a YouTube video. You can YouTube and see this video that I'm about to explain to you. I walked into the office and everybody was like in a zombie mode to me. Like I went, it's like if you have this crazy thing happen to you and you go into the same place Mm -hmm. and you're like, 
I've been awakened, right? And then you, it's and it's like you go to church and you get the Holy Ghost and everyone yeah. else is like, trying, and you're like, I just spoke in tongues and the spirit. I mean, that's the only reference I can say, right? Right. So I went to work and it was the same people gossiping, the same people showing up halfway, the same people doing the same thing, mm-hmm. living this imposter thing. And I was like, oh my God. So this was three years before I got laid off, right? And I knew that I didn't have a creative outlet. It was the same system. The organization I worked for was very systematic. You know, you work for a city or something. It's very like, here's the black and white. That's it. Right. No ideas. Don't get too loud because we can't. That's not what it is. We ain't trying to show up at city council. You better stop all of that innovation. Right. You don't got no ideas. We don't got money for that. You know, that's the thing. That's what organizations do. You got an idea. We don't got money. And who's going to own it? Who's going to do it? It turns into this it starts crashing people's dreams the creativity yeah. and then you're like you're inexistent right so right. i started doing creating hey chica because i was like i can be creative i can bring my community together i say what when and how and when you empower someone like that it's look at it's it's already showing proof of what's going on right yeah it's like, it's just beautiful when that comes into play. So I, I am so grateful for my experience. I, I probably can say that for a long time, I had met amazing people. But when I started to realize that I was not the job and that I could walk out of some place mm-hmm. and still be Veronica Torres with friends and network, mm-hmm. when I knew my value, it was so powerful. So I, I know that I manifested a departure and I talked to you guys about that. Yeah, you, yeah, I'm we, very transparent. How long have I been telling you I need to lose, leave this place? Yeah, like I it was about three years. <laughs> three years before. Yeah. And I and you know what? When I first got married, I married my first daughter's um, dad. We were still we're still friends. I they we get along. So yeah. I knew three years before I got divorced. We don't get along. Got, people know. Day. We don't get along with our day. Is there a problem? I mean, I'm, I I I get along with our day. I would never not get along with our day. Great, he's great. I love him. So after being laid off because of coronavirus, right? So my, the organization I used to work for laid off about seventy percent of their staff. So they're they went from ninety people to like twenty, almost thirty people. But I knew then. I feel like I manifested that in three years. I told you guys prior to that, I had this awakening when I went back to work. I knew then that I was not in a space that I can create, that my ideas were adapted, that people cared about my opinion or that we could reinvent the organization or that contribution was part of the core values. So mm-hmm. I knew then prior to the layoff, the layoff was a blessing, just like everyone, when you talk about entrepreneurs that say, oh my God, I was, you know, I wouldn't quit them. So thank God they quit me. Right. So, and there was an organization that took care of me for so long and they took care of me even after but I just knew then that I finally had to decide on, do I want to live my own passion, my own life, yeah. or do I want to get back into the system? And I had never been a stay-at-home mom. Like I had a chance to to really dive in and have a relationship with my husband, build my business. And then, yeah. I, you know, COVID causes you to, to do different things. So I had to be at home with my kids because there was no school. And I had to virtually yeah. do school. And, and I couldn't work. I couldn't be committed to anything. And, you know, I don't want to be committing myself to nothing, to something that I don't have a full authentic con- connection with, or yeah. that doesn't require me to, like, I don't want to be an imposter anymore. I only want to do stuff that I love and that I can contribute a hundred percent of myself to. So, yeah. So that's cool. 
because it sounds like you've mentioned this a few times. Damani, what's hey Chica? What is that, Damani? Yeah, I mean that's what I, I mean. She said it a couple times. I mean, it means hello, hello, lady, hello, young lady. It's what it means. Hey, little girl. But, uh, hey, look, hey, there. That's your hey, there, young woman. Hey, there, young woman. Uh, little lady. But hey, there, little lady. How are you? But that's not what it is. Put no. these listeners on to what Hey Chica is, especially because you call it the Hey Chica movement. Mm. Let's talk about right. this movement. Mm. This is not a moment. It's a movement. Come on. Hey, you know what? We want to speak to Latinas. We want to, this is our market. And, you know, being in Texas, the Hispanic market is a powerful market that if you're not speaking to that demographic, then peace out. You're not, you're not well getting <laughs> But I mean, you guys know y'all worked here for so long and nobody was doing what I wanted to do. The chambers were kind of doing some dry stuff. It wasn't fun. It was boring. No one got dressed up. Dallas loves to get dressed up. I wanted women to feel beautiful. I wanted them to get content that they loved. And I wanted them to have culture infused in them that has never been done before. So, hey, Chica's like, hey, girl, let me put you in the game. That's where the name came from was like Chica identifies with Latinx. Hey, is like, hey, it's game on. We're we're family. Let's do it. So it really spoke to women, especially like me. I'm fourth generation Mexican, but to women who have been assimilated, that are here, that are the ones that are opening businesses, that are having kids, and that were hungry to still be, you know, keeping it real through the culture, but still wanted the sophisticated content and experience. So it started with a summit. I say it's a movement now because now it's. It's a podcast, it's videos, it's standing behind voting, it's civic leadership. I know it's so powerful now and it's not me, it's the movement. So that's why it's called movement because it's more than just a summit. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, yeah. It's probably now, it's got so much clout that people come to us and ask us for supporting their stuff and how they want to engage and, and be a part of it. So which is a blessing by itself. Yeah. Where, where do you see this going? Like what's the, what's the, I mean, I know- you well enough to know that you've got a short, medium, and long-term vision. Uh, so where are you taking Hey Chica? So Hey Chica is now going to um, become a civically engaged organization that chooses platforms to support Latino leadership, but it's also going to build a content platform, a leadership program that builds high school professionals and then women over 65 to come together, but to build a pipeline and basically the game, right? We're going to tell them how to mentor. And it's so funny, Byron, because I think about when we started this educational leadership group, we were trying to build that same system on. Yeah. yeah. So I, it's so funny. It's full circle. So it's going to be a program, nonprofit organization around leadership programming where we can go to cities and say, this is how you mentor the youth to the young professional, to the senior leadership so that way they have a playbook and say, we don't do this. We do this. Mm. Here's the leadership. Here's what you need from a high school girl that still says, I remember my culture. I preserve it. I embody the culture um, core values that is family leadership. So it really takes Latin community culture and really tells you this is who we are. This is what we're made of. This is how we're going to preserve what we believe in. But I'm also telling you, how do you infuse on boards? How do you get involved in leadership? How do you start a business? So everything that's 
sort of, I look at organizations that they hope to, or like, I want to go and teach a young girl out of high school, the game. Mm -hmm. How do you respect your elders? How do you get into leadership? How do you connect? It's almost like a sorority fraternity, but not so much like that. It's more broader scope. And we want to build chapters in every city Mm. and do our leadership tours. We want to develop programming Actually, I'm not saying we want to. We're going to develop. That's programs. what I'm talking about. Okay. Say it. To we're developing Right. We're developing curriculum. So it's kind of like you go to the Leadership Academy. Okay. I know the Kellogg School of Business. Well, it's the Hey Chica School of Insert. Leadership. What you, yeah, what you know about that? So, uh, uh, Kellogg's. Cereal. With your I know you know plates. cereals, but what With you know about this Hey Chica? Plates. Right. So when you see that certification, they came from the school, then you know that they know ethics, they know professionalism, they know consistency, the, they know culture preservation, right? And they know who they are. And another portion of that self-care falls into what I've been doing already. I want to teach women how to love themselves, how to beat the culture of women don't have a voice. I want to teach them how to be mentally stable when it comes to self-care as women, when you're a mom, when you're single, when there's so much to talk about from our culture, from a Latina perspective. And I want to be the leader to help cultivate that and develop these amazing women that are going to contribute to our society as a whole. So, I mean, you know, Veronica, I don't know if you knew this or not. There have been Latinx people for a long time. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is 2020. And what you're trying to tell me is that you're doing something that's not really around out there. So why had, why had, why had it take so long for this to have happened? That is not proper English, Byron. That is the most proper English I've ever used in my life. I'm not saying that that statement isn't true. That does not therefore make what you said proper English. Let me tell you. Yeah, yeah, it do question I ask myself every day. So when you're looking at it from a business perspective, yeah. you're like, I can do whatever I want with this and it's going to be what God wants it to be. Right. Yeah. So let me tell you from what I'm thinking about this, it's, it's, this is a scary thing, guys, that I'm just doing this. And then God's like product. Now you huh. have the Chica, like, book you have the hey chica product now and then don't mind my merchandising right like the pride that comes from the latina voter like i have swag i have i mean i can't i can't keep up right i can't keep up with curriculum the workbooks like how to lean in hey chica's guide to whatever teen moms how do i get out of that i'm a teen Mm -hmm. mom i'm talking about so much so i can't do this myself i don't want to it's not for me to do myself so when I start to see all this, I'm like, I don't put a, okay, this is where I want to be in 10 years. I say, God, you tell me where I am tomorrow and I'm going to show up and mm-hmm. I'm going to let you understand that. You know what I mean? Because the minute we start to kind of, I've been put in a box for so long, guys. Like I learned now that if I open up my heart and mind and say, let me be led and I will follow and be obedient to the path that you're driving for me, whatever that is, if it's tomorrow, someone says, we want to deliver food to the Latino community. I'm like, sign me up. Right. So that's the beauty of owning your own and not going under an organization. I could have easily done Hey Chica under Visit Dallas, under a chamber, under whatever. But then it puts us back into that same paradigm of 
constricted creativity. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ooh, constricted Go ahead, Damani. Go ahead, Damani. Go constricted. ahead Damani. Let's unpack what that means, constricted creativity. What is that? I feel like that's something. I don't know if that just came fresh off the dome or if that's something you thought about before, but let's unpack what that means, constricted that's creativity. Right. That's, that's right. That means I can come and I can cheer you on, but you don't want my opinion because it creativity is like you're limited to what you can say and do, right? You're limited yeah. to your ideas because you work for me. This is what we do. We so have money for. I love the idea. It sounds good, but maybe too ambitious and it don't work here. And I mm. use that because that can be in your friendships. It can mm. be in your relationships. It can be in your family and it can be, it's not just in your workplace. Yeah. So when you're constricting your creativity to be the best that you can or to be the best expression of yourself, that's constricting, right? And for me, I don't want that anymore. So the minute I have friendships and I'm like, oh, that's not going to work. I can still be a friend, but doesn't mean I have to engage my time and energy into that. Whatever. How do you how do you push through that 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 constricted creativity? How do you? I mean, outside of uh, ex, you know removing yourself from those situations where you're being constricted, if someone finds themselves in an environment where they are facing constricted creativity, but they don't have a way out. What are what are what are what, what what do they do? Right, they want to still explore that creativity, but they're not necessarily in the place to leave to do it all on their own. What are some things that you've seen that work? Well, here's the thing: I don't know what works. I just know that being clear is being kind. Being clear of what you want is being kind and respectful to the people that are engaged in the conversation and for yourself. The second part is we all have a choice until we have a next choice. It's hard, right? I was it, I was in that place. I couldn't be who I was for three years. So I was doing a side thing. I was moonlighting. Mm-hmm. And I was doing what I was passionate about on the at, at night and behind closed doors. But and now I'm thinking if I would have taken that jump and if I would have done that <laughs> a long time ago, imagine how far I would be if I decided to take that step. But that's mm-hmm. on your own pace, right? You have to decide on what is the price that you're paying to be constricted and to be liberated. Like, do you outweigh? My husband always says, oh, I'll put the pros and cons. And he's that. He'll leave a paper on the bathroom mirror for me and say, I didn't like that. And here's the pros and cons. I mean, I and I hate that about him. He's so like, whatever. Yeah. And, but he'll break it down mm-hmm. like that because he wants to have, he he loves to have clarity. And I like I said, mm-hmm. being clear is being kind. He's just loving me and saying, let's look at, that from that dynamic so like you you've got a great idea you're how long are you going to live with it before you talk about it manifest it or put action behind it well people talk about that all the time veronica everybody's like oh i got an idea we'll make it manifest well okay let me do that real quick that's so easy to say but 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 why do people not do it and how do you get past that it that's your how do you, I, I can only speak from experience. That's what we're saying. How do you, how did, how did you move? Get yes. past that? Because I don't have any fear anymore. When you lose everything that you can in your life, mm. when you experience suffering, pain, I think that pain brings instruction. So people run from that. They're afraid to experience loss or fe- people are so focused on the pain of losing or the anxiety of not having that they really block their blessings of the abundance. I don't have that perspective. When Ade and I talk and he's like, oh, I want to start a fight night in Fort Worth with our gym. And I'm like, 
That means I'm doing a fight night. You know, like that means <laughs> I'm taking on a fight. But I have to say, like, he dreams that way. And it's like, let's try it. You know, you have to have, and you can't inherit that. You have to practice that. That's a yeah. practical thing that says, I'm no longer afraid of what I really want to do. And then check yourself. What's your intention? Yeah. Is your intention to say, I'm going to follow that? Or is your intention just to talk about it? Because you know how many people talk about what they're going to do and it's still 10 years and they're still talking they're still about talking what they're talking about it. Most people. <laughs> Real talk. How is what, I don't surround myself around those people because I don't, I can't because it sucks out my energy. Cause here I am girl one day, girl, one day you're going to do it. Girl, one day I'm here for you. And I'm like, Shit, people people yeah. are dying the economy like what else do you have COVID is a blessing for me I feel like it it forces people to really examine what they're doing and what they're gonna do and how they're gonna survive and so this is the first time I feel like everyone's on the same playing field when it comes to struggle mm. you know you've been this through some adversity <laughs> But and I, but I'll say this is you know this is not the first time you've gone through adversity in your life, right? You know yeah. you mm-hmm. you've, you've been through some steps along the way. Ade, you know both of y'all have gone through some some phases, some, some, some eras, right? Stuff with with four um, Fs, four right? And F. I go through more, right? Because that means I'm growing and I'm learning. I don't fear struggle. What's it like for you when you're? When you're, I don't know, at the beginning of a struggle, if, if such a thing can never be said, do you steal yourself and you're like, all right, I think we're getting ready to enter into some struggle. Let me get my mind right. Or are you like the rest of us who are like fucking struggle? And then somewhere along the way, you find that steal to say, you know what? Let me move through. And and yeah, what's it like for you when you're facing that struggle? I'm really just gleaning um, for tips, honestly, at this point. <laughs> So I allow myself to feel every emotion that it feels when you're in it. So when you're in the fire, the worst thing you can do is act like you're not, right? So for me, I'll use the same reference. My mother-in-law passed away two years ago, and I was so upset because it was so unexpected. And I was so angry at her because I felt like, you should have told me you were going. I'm an intuitive. I get energy. Like, I should have known. I should have prepared myself. Yeah. And I thought, this is my ego. This is me telling me what I should be having. Mm. And so I use that reference because you have to allow yourself to experience what's really happening in your life. So I allow it, like right now, God forbid something happens and I meet it where it's at. I'm like, okay, right now I'm feeling angry, sad, grief, hate, whatever. And I sit in it. And that's the thing. You hold space for whatever it is. I allow myself to feel it, cry, angry, pissed, whatever it is. And I give myself time to process it and because that's the thing. We try to ignore it and we try to just act like we're okay or that we're not angry, we're not sad. And the only way that we can learn past it is for us to experience it, mm-hmm. period. Right now, God forbid something happened to my my mom or my brothers or even another child or my husband I'm going to have to sit in it and experience it no matter what. Right. And I have to allow myself to take that in and then allow whatever it's supposed to happen to come out of that, whatever it is. How'd you get that place? Sorry, Byron, I cut you off. No, 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 you got it. That's good. But, but how'd you, how'd you get to that place? Um, I think when, I think as any parent, both of your parents, the greatest fear is for you to lose a child Mm -hmm. period. Right. 
And I think that was my experience when I did that. Then I felt like, I mean, God forbid, I don't think I can lose another, Mm -hmm. but I know that what happened during that, I don't have any fear. I don't have a fear to lose my own life. My husband doesn't understand that. He's like, what do you mean? You're not going to miss me if I'm gone. And I'm like, of course I'm going to miss you. That's not the question here. (laughs) But you're going to be okay. And my kids are going to be okay if I'm gone. And I know that pain doesn't come without instruction. Mm -hmm. So there's a learning element from every pain and point, every struggle. And when you have that mindset, the same thing, people are like, what do you mean? You want your husband to give love to other people? And I'm thinking, I don't attach myself to that. Like I want my husband to be his greatest point ever. I want every, woman or man. I want them to be like, wow, that man just took the room. I want them to feel his love, his energy. And when you release all that control, then you don't have to have control of everything. It's so powerful. I live free. I live liberated from the attachment of that. It sounds very woo woo. I know, but it's true. Um <laughs> uh, <clears throat> That also, see, this is the thing. We were living both both of your worlds, right? You just dropped like these really existential um, uh, truth bombs. And then you're like, I know it sounds woo-woo because I'm a thug. I'm a gangster. <laughs> but also, but it's true. And- I mean, let's let, let's be clear. Your husband, y'all, y'all have trap yoga. Like, so you, you're taking the woo-woo and the we getting real with it, like, and putting them together. So, yeah. Let me me tell you what his version of trap yoga is. It's the trap in your mind, right? Mm. So all the trap songs that you hear, they're coming from a place of of struggle and pain. Mm -hmm. For our listeners who are not familiar with Mm. trap, um, Mm. um, Veronica, could you just give a real quick primer? You don't have to do it. but The trap house, the trap is about drugs and that lifestyle of survival in the hood and the... And how do you survive in these neighborhoods? But also the trap is selling drugs. It's trying to make it, trying to come up, trying to survive. So trap music is based on that lifestyle, the storytelling of how that happened. So my husband took a twist on it. He's like, let me break down and decode trap music, but really get in your mind and figure out what's your trap. What's the game you're playing every day and use yoga to help you relax, untether that and then we talk about it so you can liberate yourself and, and live lighter when you leave the class in the session. So he shares his story because the only way that we can share our testimony is through that and liberate other people to share theirs. But then he's like transparent with it. So now people are experiencing, oh, so when you listen to that song, it's a different meaning, right? It's not just the booty music. Mm-hmm. Um, but now you're actually thinking about what is really happening. And that's a that's level up, right? That's a frequency that no a lot of people don't kind of, vibrate on right it's intentional it's really being conscious and that's yeah. what i say if you're conscious then you're really taking in what's happening and you're evaluating it and then you're producing that same energy out so that's what it's about i love that i know it's crazy it's like woo woo stuff but it's it's it's, 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 it's applicable woo woo it's applicable woo which That's by the way, woo. by the way, Woo is on Netflix um, right now. In case anybody is interested, I noticed that the other day. Um, that so know that. Thank you. You know, it's so funny that I cannot believe that I'm talking about this. Um, I'm 43, and it's taken me that long to really allow myself to be in a space to create and to be free, and not to be 
like having to control everything, anxiety stricken or living in fear. And I cannot believe that because I think that's where for us to move on and for us to be successful in whatever we do in our marriage and our families and our business and our companies that we work for, like that is the most powerful thing that you can do is to live in that space where it all comes together and you're not faking it to make it, if that makes yeah. sense. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. So you okay? So I want to back up because some things that I've heard you say. You talked about the fact that you were a yogi before your husband was a yogi, and then as you're talking about some of your kind of life aphorisms and the way you process life, there's a lot that's tied to the kind of yogi mentality. Um, how did you, knowing some of your background, I would, I, and I'm making some assumptions. Did you have a lot of access to yoga, kind of growing up and in the environment in which you found yourself? Okay, so you shook your head, no. Then how'd you get to the place where it is such a an integral and pivotal part of your life that drives, you know, on some degree, on some level, business decisions and life decisions? Right. So, um, no, I was never introduced to yoga. I come from a family that's been, I was raised, you know, my father drive of, died of a drug overdose at 41 and he was part of the Mexican mafia. So just to give you perspective, I come from that life that mm. I'm talking about that life, right? Mm -hmm. Like we so, said, you've been through some things. You, were, you, you okay. lived that trap life. Yeah. Right. I was, right? So I didn't do any of that. I just knew when I grew up that I didn't want to be addicted to anything. Mm -hmm. And so when I was 30, I had a stroke. I was working at Visit Dallas. I had a stroke. I was traveling. I was drinking. I was single. I was going to the clubs. I was, I mean, I was doing the life. We, and, we've all, for, for the record, we've talked about like two things already. Yeah. You one said, yeah. So I was 30. I had a stroke. And what my best friend at the time knew that I didn't want to get on medication for stress and anxiety because she knew my background. She knew mm -hmm. that I was afraid to be addicted mm -hmm. to anything. Mm -hmm. And she's like, hey, let's go to yoga, some new age shit. And we'll go to have a mumbo taxi afterwards. You know, I was like, I'm in. Count me in. <laughs> yeah. So I went to this yoga class with her and I was like, I felt some kind of way. It changed me one class. And then I bought the little intro package that most yoga studios have. They never went. Okay. And I say, you know, cause I am very competitive. I'm like, I'm going to finish this. I'm gonna <laughs> you know, I bought a 10 pack. I'm going to come 10 days. And I did it. And I sat there and I looked around the room and nobody looked like me. Mm. And I was like, this is medicine. And none of my people are here receiving it. And I thought, hmm. And the instructor was talking about teacher training and all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm going to get a certification. I'm going to teach this. And, mm. you know, I go through the process, get a certification. I'm in there. I'm like, I want to own this. I want to create a space so my people can show up, have the culture, feel welcomed. I want people to look like me. And I want them to get the healing and medicine that I receive from this. Open my yoga studio. And and then I did meditation. I'm like, I want to teach this. Got a certification. I want my people to teach it. So now I'm like teaching all over the world via virtual self-care summits. I'm teaching consulting on that. So I'm bringing medicine to my people, right? And mm -hmm. that comes from a cultural thing, right? From the beginning. So it's organic healing, no drugs. It's from the earth. It's what my people brought to the this country, oh. United States of America, the Indians and the mestizos and the, the originators. Oh, we were oh. teaching this culturally from the beginning. The earth no, is our right. Okay, so our healing comes from the earth, and it became it. 
and I knew my grandparents and all them taught us that I, I just never really invested in it. So I went back to my blood and my, my roots. And now I'm doing that in Dallas and I have my own studio and I have a gym in Fort Worth and now I'm teaching it online. And it's, it's amazing. It's changing my people, you know, and it's giving them medicine. So that's the story behind that. <laughs> that's dope. How much oh. of your, how much of the head chica and the, um, the health and wellness the yogi life overlap? Well, it's like saying you have a college degree and now you're in a profession and you're using what you learned in college and you're giving it to the people in your career. Mm. Same, right? So I'm, I learned how to heal and take care of myself. So mm. Hey Chica has a platform where I can teach that, where it's approachable, and then I can offer it as a self-care part of the programming, right? So it's come entwined. You can't have a mind and body without mental and spiritual health. You can't have any of that. We cannot be successful in leadership without taking the care of our mind and our hearts and our body. So I don't think there should be a disconnect. I think that companies should be talking about how people are mentally healthy and productive and how do you do that and what do we have available to provide resources to expand on that. And it, there should not be a disconnect from mind and body and productivity. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah there actually isn't. <laughs> I mean, it's fair. Yeah, we we the 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 working world just hasn't recognized it yet the way that we should. Hmm. And I mean, that's one of the reasons why <clears throat> so much of what we do, you know, our work over at Big Thought, obviously, is with young people. We focus on young people, but you can't focus on young people if you also don't focus on the adults. And that's one of the biggest things that I, I myself have been on a journey with. And I uh, got to remind myself, I was like, I got to remind myself to unclench my jaw, like over the course of a, of a day. Sometimes your buttocks. I, 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 I usually don't. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I clench my butt cheeks. Why do you do? Why you don't? Why? Cl- it's it's like a booty kegel. <laughs> Again, why? I don't know. I, I know why. I don't kegel, know. But, but I don't trick. know. Stress trick. He's like, I don't ever have to tighten my buttocks. <laughs> ever, ever. I don't, I don't need to tighten my buttocks. I'm not saying I'm not. I'm not saying that you need to. Sometimes it happens. You, unless know? you're trying to defend yourself from a wedgie or you know some other type or of. Pat- Gas. Yeah, I guess I'm pretty good though, and not not just farting without when I didn't mean to. I'm just so so. Yeah, listeners, uh, casually creative family out there, Damani. If you see him in person, he's probably got a clenched cheek. It's true. At least one. At least just one, one cheek. Just one yeah, cheek. It's one. All That's right. Actually- I got it. Eagle, I can't with you. I'm gonna. Booty I got a great. I got. A, I got a crazy idea. I got a question. This is unscripted, right? Casually creative. V, would you feel comfortable leading us and our listeners in a two-minute, like, center yourself, call it a guided meditation, and anything like that? I can't right now because I'm drinking vodka while I'm talking to you guys. <laughs> She says she can't. Uh, she can't be impure when she's doing her. Th- uh, That's when she fair. Getting, getting cold. That's but fair. I tell you, it's as easy as closing your eyes and breathing with a count of five on the hold on top and a count of five on the hold on bottom. Okay. So I have to just say that because my husband and I, when I see him in his full amazing mode and he teaches this, his reference to that is incredible, right? Because it's his testimony. 
But there's a thing, it's called a mother's breath that you can do when you're in road rage, you're stressed, and it immediately calms your body, even when you're in the worst situation. And I practiced this when I was in the worst situation. And I'm telling you the worst when I had to pull life support off of my child. Mm. You, your breath, if you take an inhalation, you hold it at the top for five counts, and then you exhale for five counts, it immediately triggers your fight or flight nerve. And it calms your body and you feel like you have just entered the world of glory. Mm. So I use that reference because it's as easy as your breath for you to come back down to calmness. And that's why it's called the mother's breath. You envision your mom holding you in safety and, and it's just amazing. And those are things that just don't cost anything that are available to us. So I can't guide you through it because I'm not in that mind space. That's but fair. That's not use. <laughs> You use a pretty good reference, right? Like, yeah. I mean, having to unplug life support for your child is a little, little, you know, more Dropping. than me when I'm like, you know, when I. You cut me I, off on the road. You cut uh, me off on the road. Or or I didn't save my game before the before the power went off. You should, and I lost. You should, you should, get, a, you should get a battery back up. The nice. same stress. I use it when I'm arguing with my husband and I feel like he is wrong and I am right. I walk away. I take in the breath and I'm just like, you know what, what, what is my expectation? What is my intention? Mm -hmm. And when I bring it back to that, I discover that about myself and I'm like, I'm really looking for this. I breathe and I'm over it. Mm -hmm. But when you come back, do you cuss though? Are you loud? Do you punch things? Um, why are you, why are you? Like, I was asking, I asking for a friend. I'm not that person. I don't. I don't <laughs> No, I, I, real talk though. Real talk. My children are so, so Celeste and I, one of the things that I, I really do like about our relationship is how we fight with each other. Right. And we don't really fight. There's one time we got into a, a, a tiff and the thing that's so annoying is, you know, we've talked about some tough stuff before, right? Some real thick, deep, real stuff. But we were at this restaurant and the kids are with us and we're eating. And I'm like, you know, I really like ice cream. Celeste is like, you don't like ice cream. I'm like, I like ice cream. She's like, when do you just go get a bowl of ice cream? I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need to go get a bowl of ice cream. I like it with things. She's like, well, then you don't like it. Like we went back and forth. We went at it. This was so a real argument. Restaurant, getting mad. And this shows you how little our children see that happen. Bailey's like, ah, I don't like when y'all fight. Rice is crying. I was like, children, we are talking about ice cream. <laughs> They're like, but you, you seem mad. And I was like, you know what? We maybe we should argue more because this is ridiculous. Why are y'all crying? <laughs> In the middle of this restaurant, this is embarrassing. We had a friendlies. What are y'all doing? <laughs> Let me tell you right now, that's your first warning that you're raising affluent children. <laughs> when I, my real. parents were fighting, I just knew to like, like in this ice cream, right? right. I joke around because my kids do the same thing. Like, mom, Kalia would distract. Mom, did you see the clouds outside? If I'm in the car with Ade, we're talking, right? That's where right. our boys, are, they're like. Mom, I can see an elephant in the clouds. They're like very good at like, uh, <laughs> those you know. And I'm like, oh, that's my code. Mom and dad are having a conversation about mm -hmm. something we disagree right. on. Mm -hmm. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. 
and the kids, it's like it's like it's, they're like dogs catching a scent, right? Like they they're like, oh, they is this tense? Are y'all the you mad? You mad? You mad? Yeah. No. Yes. No. No. Yes. Look look at me. Does this mean that I'm not getting ice cream when I get home? What does this mean? Yeah, y'all are fighting about ice cream. Like, does that mean that ice cream is never allowed anywhere in our house ever again because of the fight? Like, is, is, is ice cream going to be a trigger word? Like, what what's happening right now? Y'all need to flesh this out for me because this is this yeah is yeah. How does this how does this how does this play itself out? And most importantly, how does it affect me? Like me, <laughs> that's what they're thinking. Like, whoa, that's we're gonna, I can't that's say hey, that's the safe word. Don't say ice cream because it triggers my parents. It's true. It's true. Damani, ask her the million dollar question, bro. Okay, so um, one of the we, we we ask everyone to fill out on their the form they send in. Have you ever tried to define creativity? And if so, how would you? You said that creativity is self consciousness and being free with expression. Mm. What what said- as Byron would you did that was you did as Byron would say. So uh, so uh, what that what that what that mean? What that mean? Fam. Good job. Thank you. I, so the, this is saying that I am fully consciously aware of what's around me, what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling with no attachments and no judgment. So that means that whatever comes out of my mouth, whatever I paint, whatever I express myself through instrument, creativity, ideas is coming from a place of consciousness from that perspective, right? So it's saying that you are basically open to all of this and allowing it to channel through you without judgment and attachment. That's my form of creativity. That means you can have a conversation that's fully coming from this free open space that no one really operates from without constriction. I told you that earlier. And I think that that's such a beautiful space where you look at Picasso, you look at people who are creative music writers. I think everyone's creative. So it's so hard for me to say an artist, right? I don't want to say it's an artist only that's People recognize that. Right. Right. I think it's just authentically when you're fully woke, I guess that's my other easier word to say. That's good. And you speak it. And when you speak it, that's the most beautiful thing. And I tend to gravitate to people who are in that space. And they're easy defined, they're easily definable now because for me, it's so easy to like I told you about the zombie mode. It's so easy for me to walk into a room. And see who's operating from that space Mm -hmm. and who to engage with because I'm operating. So it's an invitation to accept that level of frequency and that operation. So now I can, just like you guys, I operate, you guys operate on that space. So I'm having this open, free, this is who I am. The ethos of me is operating with you. And that's where the create, that's you guys at Taco Diner having this conversation because it's operating from that space of consciousness. Dope. Y'all are like, like to, no, 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 we, no, we, no, we, no, no, we listened. We, we were soaking it in. No, I'd no, like to no. Point out that the beginning of your yoga journey and the beginning of casually creative both started with uh, Mambo Taxis. So I don't. I'm, I'm not saying that we should get sponsorship for Mambo Taxis, but I, I am I, saying I am that I we am should get sponsorship for Mambo Taxis. Very specifically, Damani. Um, and I have to tell you guys, in my speech, you guys can probably wholeheartedly I say that is true right because when your your guard is down your yeah. judgment is down and yeah. you're intuitively you're chiming into the higher source of yourself yeah. that's why I meditate because meditate meditation allows me to practice quieting my mind and allow creativity to come in mm. so when I meditate 
I leave here from my little meditation space and I go on my computer and then I see something, a signal or a sign, or people say, God's talking to you, whatever it is, I'll see us. I'm like, oh, I need to pay attention to that. I act on it, right? Mm. I, just like you, when I need to call that person that comes to mind, oh, I sh- I, Byron's on my mind, I text you. Hey, I'm just thinking about you. That's the same power of creativity. It's you intuitively being conscious and saying, I'm going to act and do accordingly to what message comes to me, what creativity comes. Yeah. And I act on it. You know, a lot of people just don't act on it. And that's where it's, it's sad because those ideas, those thoughts, yeah. those intuitive, like creative purpose. I think people are purposely getting these messages for their life path and they just ignore them and they're afraid of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. So, <clears throat> you know, the, the thing that is so good about how, you frame this, how Ade framed this, how both of y'all frame this is so accessible to people like me, right? Uh, I grew up uh, in Southern Dallas, right? Uh, I grew up black, you know, Damani grew up black. Like we we just are from, we black and we from black. <laughs> we, from black, black. Places. we are indeed from black places. It's true. Um, and, and this, I mean, yoga, we ain't talk about no yoga, bruh. We're no yoga mm-hmm. in the hood. Although mm-hmm. there's a phenomenal organization called Yoga. Called Yoga, exactly. It's called Yoga in the Hood, in fact, yes. Ebony, Ebony Smith. Ebony Smith. Yes. Check them out. Check them out. But but it's kind of like things, what, what you and Ebony are doing, Veronica, you're making these kinds of um, concepts, practices, skills accessible to us. It's not because we ain't capable of them. It just wasn't part of them. And honestly, we were skeptical of them. We distrust them because it came from what we thought, and they got co-opted, quite frankly, mm-hmm. by uh, white people who were just not us. And we looked at that, you know, if you're doing it, you bougie. Get out of here with all of that. That's not who we are. That's not who he is. And that's not for us. When, in fact, your points are, are, are so real. You're like, yo, this is what my this is what my father was telling me. This is this, this is, is exactly, and this is what I'm talking about. Is that when you, this is my core value from myself. When yeah. you know something that can bring up the people, the community, then you have to do that. I feel like I have an on an, I have an obligation yeah. to my people, my community, and I, my people. I'm talking about you too, right? I'm talking yeah. about. I, if I know something, then I need to put everybody else on. I feel yeah. the reason you know it is because it's your job to rally the troops, to bring people on. I mean, there's no glory in this by yourself. Like, mm-hmm. if we're not all winning, then I'm not winning. I don't, I, it's not fun. Again, the whole concept with Hey Chica, I'm at these parties and no one looks like me. I'm not having fun now. I'm like, man, I'm around all these people that don't look, you know what I mean? But when I have, people and communities that are experiencing that that's where i'm like oh my heart is like yeah wow you know i think it's a realization that just because you find yourself in the midst of the community doesn't mean that that community has to be your community you know you when you were navigating in those spaces yes you were a force in those spaces but you to your point wanted other people to come alongside so that the community felt more rich like sometimes i find myself when i walk into certain environments um, where you feel like the outlier, be it culturally or just ideologically or whatever it might be, the idea, the fact of having a, someone else in the room, a Byron or a Veronica in the room, is this settling moment. It's like it's it's the reason that the black man not exists, right? It's same concept. Yeah, I it's, see, uh, you. I I see, see you. you. I acknowledge you, and we're here. 
It's respect. And we don't know we, that that might be the entire extent of the of the of the quote conversation, right. but it happened. It happened. So I mean, it's 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 that idea that when you create, as I talk, as you talk about creating space, when you're creating space for people who look like you to be in rooms where they have not historically found themselves, what you are doing is making that room feel more comfortable for those people who have not historically been there, which means they can bring other people who don't historically who don't historically be there. I sound like Byron Byron now. No, Um, lean in. Who don't historically be there to be there. And in them, well, being there, it changes the nature and the narrative of that room. And then imagine their parents, their kids, their kids' kids. Like, that's how I I'm looking at, I'm not just in this room, it's me, yoga. I'm thinking about my kids' kids, her friends' kids. My daughter goes to school and she tells her friends, my mom and dad have a yoga studio. Like it's deeper than that. And that's, that's beyond surface level. So people need to stop thinking about what they're doing is what they're doing. You have to look at the dynamic of what it plays out to and the, the, the legacy that's being built and legacy is not even strong enough of how I feel about what's happening. Mm. They're like shifts and barriers and walls. I mean, you're talking about, I mean, I get really deep and passionate about it because it's going to take all of those years of generations to change something. But I'm looking at the future of the magnitude of that. And if that's one person that I'm inviting, then that one person is going to change the game because it's promised to us. Hmm. Come on. Okay. Shoot. (laughs) Better say that. Listen, this is a perfect time for Mm -hmm. us to drop the mic. And we're about to do something special right here with you right now. Okay. This is the time. One time for your mind. Hey, hey. This is a segment. This is a segment that we're going to go in. We're about to go in. Can you go in, Veronica? Hey, hey. I'm already in called, there. I'm in there. This is a special <laughs> part of what we uh, uh, do on this here show. And it's called quickly creative what i am going to do is hit you with some rapid fire questions you need to get me with the first thing off the dome i need to hear what's coming out your mouth on the tip of your tongue i need to hear what is real what is the deal come with it vt can we do this let's go i'm in all right here we go here we go quickly creative damani bring me in fam Okay, put it, put it, put it closer to your mic. Oh, sorry, sorry. I was getting, I was getting mad hype. Sorry, I was, I was, I was getting super live. Sorry. All right, cool, cool, cool. All right, you know what? I'm, I'm Wait, a- we got, we got, we got a beat drop. Hold on. Quickly creative. <laughs> that was it. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Demani. Thank you so much. All right, here we go. Are you ready, Veronica? Let's do it. V eight or Snapple? V eight. Favorite vodka? Effin. North Oak Cliff or South Oak Cliff? Okay, South Oak Cliff. Finish this sentence. Oak Cliff, blank. That's my hood. Favorite color? Red. Your hero? My husband. Biggest villain? Donald Trump. Favorite protein? (laughs) Chicken. Yes, and that was quickly creative. Thank you, Veronica. Oh, the, I got it. 
Veronica Torres, everybody. That was what came to my mind right here. You killed it. Yeah. I want I want someone one time to say sauteed shrimp is my favorite protein. So I can be like, you shut your bougie ass up. I like shrimp too, but I ain't saying no damn podcast. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what that yeah. you, were, you really felt that. That came from your I really soul. did. I do like shrimp though. It came from your soul. Listen, um, it's, Veronica. You know, yeah, it's brag on yourself, Tom. You guys, you know, this is, I can do this every day if I could, you know. You guys inspire me, what you're doing. I can't, I love being a witness to your success. And so thank you for the invitation to talk about the game, about what I'm doing, and just to be seen by my brothers is like the best. Well, we see you, and now we want the rest of the world to see you. So it's brag on yourself time, V. What's up? Put people on, drop websites, all the things. Talk about yourself. All right. So the Hey Chica movement is exactly that. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. That's where you follow us. Veronica Torres is the Healthy Latina Lifestyle. That's my blog. B12 Yoga is my studio. And you can just Google Veronica Torres Hazley and you see what comes up. Oh, she just, she just, she just said, just Google mm. me. It's fine. Mm. It's, it's, it's fine. Mm. Google me. Google facts. me. I'm not talking that's facts okay i'm just saying it's not fake news google me i have to say you can google damani and uh byron as well mm. and see those nice headshots that you guys are laying out <laughs> well you know i mean you know i'll be hiring photographers to come and shoot me at events and then i'll be like right. and byron and i serve <laughs> on like several boards together i'm like this ain't fair we don't kill it. This ain't fair. <laughs> they 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 just let they let they let us stack the game. They should have put a salary cap out there. It's too late. It's too late. Too late. Too late. They, made, they made their own mistakes. Dynasties. Dynasties. Uh, v Torres Hazley, man, this is just this was Got good. You. Next time I'm gonna tell you about Mexico and the whole ambush and the Mexico. Oh yeah, we get, that means we yeah, gotta we come back. Talk about, um, Vicente adventures with Vicente. Adventures so, with Vicente Fox. Done. Let us off the hook. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that's gonna be a good one. Uh, I'm telling you, part of the familia you're in. So that's true. That's right. It's true. Veronica, thank you so much for hanging out with us for 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 a little bit of time, sharing your life, your love, sharing your story, inspiring us all. Even though you said that you weren't in the space to lead us on a guided meditation, you still let us on a meditation because this whole time was a course in centering yourself. And so thank you so much for your heart, for your light, for your love, and for just being dope. Like, I'm glad that I got to see you because I haven't seen you in like seven months outside of- We need to, we need to have a drink soon. Maybe it's a combo taxi at Mikosina. Social distance. I'm going to sit at one table, you sit at the other. Back to the uh, And I'll, I'll, I'll raise my glass to freedom. Um Something right, that I'll never see again. Come out the closet now, brother. I'm never coming out the closet. <laughs> this is uh, hopefully Heather edits this so much better. Uh, Veronica Torres, thank you. All right, Byron, I gotta go. Now. I got my children and my husband's like, what's going on? What's going on? All right, folks. Uh, as always. Please subscribe. You guys are just really blowing it up. We had a wave of new subscriptions today, and we are so grateful for all of you. A wave of new folks following us on Casually Creative. You can follow us on Instagram. Casually C R T V E is our Instagram handle. Uh, like, subscribe, comment, share with all of your friends. Um, 
Thank you guys so much for being a part of the Casually Creative family. Veronica, thank you for being a part of the Casually Creative family. I think Byron's about to be attacked in his shoe closet by someone. I don't know what's happening either. But folks, thank you guys so much. We need to let uh, Veronica go so she can go hang out with her kids and her husband. We need to let Byron go because Byron's apparently about to get abducted and his shoes possibly stolen. Um, (laughs) I'm Damani Daniel, Chief Imaginator at the Event Nerd. This is Byron Sanders, president and CEO of Big Thought. Y'all stay dope. Stay dope. Casually Creative was produced by Heather Daniel of SweetRebel.com. Its intro and outro music were composed by Ezekiel Daniel and produced by Marcus Reddick and Dean Talbert. Feel free to check us out online at www.casuallycreative.co. Everyone living is a type of creative. Everyone's got a limit they can create. Some people call them for some people is baking. If you can see it in your mind, you can make it.